What is up, everyone? Welcome into the Full Coverage Football Show. My name is Jeremy Somerville. I'm alongside my tag team partner, Mr. Drew Ward. Brother, how you doing tonight? Fantastic. Uh, welcome back. It's I feel good to be back. Um, Two weeks too long. Yeah, it, it just there's a lot going on, um, on and off the field, and we're, yeah. uh, we're going to tackle it. We are going to tackle all of it tonight. We'll get in about a, the next hour, hang out with us, have some fun. But before we do that, do us a favor. First, we're going to welcome you in. Comment. Join in the show. Be a part of the show. We like when people comment. We always get back. For those of you who watch the show consistently, we always say what we're going to do. And then people start commenting and become part of the show. And we go off anywhere. We talked about Rob Gronkowski acting two weeks ago. And I still haven't watched that movie. Brother, did you watch that movie? I didn't either. Okay. We'll get to that another that. day. So did I until just now. But do us a favor. Like our page. Follow us on Twitter. And share our page while sharing a cold one with the ladies or the fellas. And let's get into it. We have been gone for two weeks. Too long. And we've had free agency going like crazy. I mean, when we left two weeks ago, the Chiefs' offensive line, they were in shambles. They had just released their left tackle, Eric Fisher. Just released their right tackle in Mitchell Schwartz. But lo and behold, they're like, you know what? We're going to restructure contracts. You know, Pat, we're going to make sure he's got money going a different way. Travis Kelsey, we're going to change your money up. Chris Jones. And then the Cheetah's like, nah, man, once I sign a contract, that's that's it. I'm not redoing my money. Shocking. Stunned that he would do that of all yeah, people. Of all the great guys in the NFL. <laughs> Excellent humans. Yeah, yeah, he's the one that really stuns me. But then they, they get right into it. Joe Thune who I believe I had as a top five free agent overall, leaves the Patriots, signs an $80 million deal to go to the Chiefs. He's their guard. Then they get Kyle Long, a former pro bowler, out of retirement. Then they re-sign Mike Remmers. Mm. Kyle Long, I'm surprised Oakland let him – or pardon me, Vegas let him uh, leave Vegas, right? You, you look um, that was these, the first visit as far as I, yeah. I understand. There's no reason they should have let him go there. Once he say, hey, I'm leaving Vegas – and I'm going to Kansas City. Vegas is a shit show aside that we should yeah. talk about, but but yeah. <laughs> if you're talking cities, I mean, I want to hang out in Vegas. But if I'm talking football, yeah. hell, even if I'm talking football and food, I'm going to KC. Because you can't go wrong with barbecue and playing with Pat Mahomes. So basically, they're going to go into the draft needing a left tackle. That's it. Left tackle to fix that line. And there are some solid prospects that will be down at pick 31 for them if they want to go – round one, or they can wait a little bit. But I'm impressed with what the Chiefs have done. What do you thought? Time matters. Like you said, we were the last time we were on here, we were like, okay. Um, they just cleared out two for two that they decided that they were going to plug yeah. in at, 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 at a cap that, that fit them and what they felt was best for the team moving forward. Um, you have to you have to tip the cap to the fact that they, they – it felt two weeks ago that – they may have been kind of like pushing the offensive line to the wayside, and, and we're sitting here contemplating, hey, you got Patrick Mahomes. You got to keep this guy upright, right? And so two weeks ago, we were sitting here, what the hell's going on? But they, they've done their, their, you know, they've done their job. They went out. They got two guys that they think is going to fit well and what they can do structurally. Um, again, it's such a weird offseason. Every team is making all kinds of incredibly – you restructure deals like yep. anywhere they can just to, just to be able to like roster a, a legitimate team on the field. Um, and you have to credit the chiefs with what they were heading into this offseason with salary cap wise. 
and the players they've been able to to retain and and you know bring in, although they've lost important pieces, it, it really is pretty impressive. You know, we knew they would bring in some solid guys. We didn't think they were going to bring in guys off the scrap heap. We knew that guys would take less money to go there. And we knew that the Chiefs really want to protect that half-billion-dollar investment in Pat Mahomes. But to get the quality of guys they did, absolute great work by Beach, by Andy Reid, just excellent work there so far for what they've done. And staying in that division, the AFC West, another team I'm really impressed with. And, you know, I always – one thing I look at when it's free agency, and this will – say why I say some teams are losers, some teams are winners. When you're going into free agency, it's not about who spends the most money. We've seen the Eagles do that. We've seen the Browns do that before, where they spent a ton of money. But it's about going in and not only getting the right players, but answering your biggest questions. And right now, another team in the AFC West is the Denver Broncos. Yes, they have a huge question at quarterback. But maybe that guy just hasn't figured it out quite yet. So I'm going to give them a pass on that. He can be an okay game manager maybe eventually. So that's why I will have a different grade on them and a team I consider a loser in the Patriots. But the Broncos right now, you see what they've done in that secondary, and they've kept or they've kept Von Miller to go with Bradley Chubb. And then you add Fuller and Darby at cornerback while yeah. keeping Kareem Jackson and Justin Simmons. That secondary there, dangerous. That pass rush stays dangerous. The Broncos are a team that is set up to – kind of give the Chiefs an issue. I mean, no one's going to stop the Kansas City Chiefs. All right. The Broncos are setting themselves up to at least defensively this have a year, chance. Okay, this year they're they're not. I mean, if Drew I mean, are we we don't have a quarterback at this point. They have they have all the weapons, right? Their defense, yeah. I mean, they they're paying Ronald Darby 10 million per. I mean, hey, that's an expensive contract, it right? Is. Um to touch on a point you made before, I, for me, free agency is the most valuable for teams that are at the point where they're ready to take the next step mm. and they can go out and get guys as fillers. You're not going to rebuild your team in free agency. It just doesn't work like that. And no um, great teams. It, it, right. And, and again, and I like Kyle Fuller a lot. And the fact that they let him walk, you know, Chicago let him walk is, is, and they got him for a decent, what, one year, nine and a half million. Yeah. That's He's a deal at that. I mean, it really is. Price. But again, in, in you're throwing a one year deal, at least you get Ronald Darby for three years, but you're throwing mm-hmm. a one year deal at Kyle Fuller and, and that's great. But how are you telling me that you are a good enough football team to, to go places? Right. And, and I get that you have talent, but if you don't have somebody under center that you can rely on, I mean, you get Cortland Sutton back, you have all these weapons. Trust me, they're fun. Like you, like they should be a fun team. Mm. It's just, I, I, I'm not sold at the quarterback position. They're, they're, you're right. They're great moves. But, but again, where are we going with it? It is, you know, is it really going to bring us to what, maybe it be a playoff team. I, I it's hard for me to think even with those moves, with the guy under center from what we've seen recently, that that's going to make them a good enough team to, to, to make it to the playoffs. That's the biggest key. It's Drew Locke. What's he going to be in year two in this offense with Pat Shermer leading the charge? Now, I'm not saying that he's going to be great. I don't, I think we've kind of sure. seen what he is. He can make throws that you're just like, wow, that was, that was an incredible, amazing arm throw. Talent, arm talent's not anything we're arguing. Right. It's it's all right here. Yeah. It's all inside the helmet, in that head of his. Is he ever going to rein it in and be like, you know what, I can't make these stupid throws from time to time? If Pat Shermer can bring that in and they can just get him kind of manage things, I think that team can be solid. 
Would you rather have right now Drew Locke or Cam Newton? What draft pick do I have? <laughs> no, no draft pick. You're going in game one. Um, you got Cam Newton or Drew Locke? Jesus Lord, I hate Cam Newton, but man, I'm gonna have to go with Cam Newton. See, I'm going with Drew Locke. Okay, because Drew, and well, it's Drew only Locke because can throw it more than Drew Locke can throw the football. You're right. I I I take back my comment. Sorry, everybody. I I do need a quarterback <laughs> that can throw more than four yards. I don't know what got into me. It's just the. Yeah, we're going with Drew Locke. He's our guy. It's Drew Locke season. Listen, and we you know we rip on Cam here, but we all recognize what Cam used to be, and that was a hell of a sure. quarterback. Oh, yeah. And now he the injuries have taken a toll. And it's nothing personal. It's it's just the way it's gone for him, right? And Cam got that deal. They showed what one year fourteen million when it originally came up, and it ends up being one year five million dollar deal, which is about well, we, what we expected. We, but it, and that's why we were so shocked because we're like yeah. Belichick hasn't. Belichick's not doing that, is he? I think the Patriots, and we always get off topic on the show because that's what we do. Um, I think the Patriots are, are a potential team that can try to move up for a quarterback. If, if, if like a field falls to like seven where the Lions are or, or things like that. I mean, I know we talked about this shit two months ago. We sat on the show and, and there was like, you know, two quarterbacks you could th- you see in the top 10. Now it's four in the top six picks, right? We yeah, do we're this looking shit at every five year. in the top 10. Hey, we do it every year, right? We do every yep. single year. It's the same scenario. Like it, it, you're going to make people fall in love. And, and, and I also want to get this off my chest is that we get, we, we wander off into the, into the bliss here. This um, is the full coverage football show. We yeah, cover everything so in your order. I am tired of people seeing somebody run a 40-yard dash and then he just being the greatest player ever. Like, what are we doing? Like, what, what, what is – and I understand speed's fantastic, but why the hell are we so fascinated with a, with a dude running in, in, in his underwear running a 40-yard dash? And how does, how does a guy running a 40-yard dash – he runs it in four three nine, and now he's gone from the twenty seventh guy on the board. He's like the third guy on the board, just because. Like what? <laughs> it, it, it's 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 ridiculous, and and everybody does it online. It's like, oh, Micah Parsons ran a, a blah blah blah. He's going to be the number three pick in the draft. And it's like, no, no. Like, there's multiple components to this. Dude's yes. got off. He's got off the field real concerns. Like, you don't just run real fast and we take you. This isn't Tyreek Hill. Like. I don't understand why like people get so fascinated with 40 times. Listen, there's a reason we watch the combine on TV. No other sport. You're not going to watch any other sport. I mean, NBA tries to do their scouting combine on TV. I don't know five people who watch it. I know hundreds of people who watch the NFL know. scouting combine. I, I, we love the underwear Olympics, but we get carried away with that 40 speed. Yes, the 40 speed is great, but football speed and track speed, straight line speed, totally different. How often guys like you run in a straight line? Right? Exactly. How <laughs> That's why the three-cone drill is so much more important, and people miss that. That three-cone drill, when you got to make that change of direction, you got that. guys doing that, that's the number you look at. The 40-time, phenomenal, great, we love it, but that's why you drafted John Ross at number nine overall. It's just it, it's it's just fans in general like and it's not even just my team it's any team they see Every a guy team. run a ridiculous forty and it's like let's relax like you see Rondell Moore dude jumps through the building and it's like holy shit this guy he needs it but it's like he's five eleven right um, five it, seven he's a yeah, little five, dude okay and- five seven five eight I thought he was five eight right rather but yeah you're exactly. 
So I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's we, this is the time of year where, where people just like all of a sudden they lose their damn minds and they just start like looking at dudes lifting weights and running in straight lines and think that, you know, everything's changed. I mean, Rondale Moore was already one of my top receivers in the show. Oh, sure. I no, think he's, he's a first-round pick. I do, but too. there's so many people who didn't know who he was, and then they go on Twitter and they see him jumping out of the gym, I mean, soaring through the sky at five foot two. I mean, he's a little dude, but his quick, ch- his quick change of direction, unbelievable player, and he's going to be a guy who might not get drafted as high as he should because of that height, but he's going to do damage in the slot. He can do almost anything. He is a scary good football player, and a lot of people are going to regret not taking him. But to get back on track here, we're talking Patriots. No, oh, are we? That's what we do. <laughs> are we? <laughs> we are talking Patriots here a little bit. Okay, that's fair. I got the Patriots here as one of my losers in free agency. And it, I, it's weird because you look at the team, and they're basically – they've spent $273 million in max money deals. You're putting a lot of money out there. The second most guaranteed money ever – yeah, you've gotten Hunter Henry. Nice. You need the tight end. Then you get Johnny Smith. You got two tight ends. That's how that offense usually runs well. Nelson Aguilar. Who is Nelson Aguilar? Is he the guy we saw last year with the Raiders or the guy who drops babies? I mean, one of the greatest internet videos of all time. I actually what think Nelson, Nelson Aguilar, Aguilar. I think Nelson Aguilar on a different team, a different scenery. Mm-hmm. You kind of wash away seeing things that happen. Nelson Aguilar has no problem getting open. Yeah. Um, it wasn't it wasn't that problem in Philadelphia either. Um, it, sometimes you know moving away is is fine, and and I don't know Nelson. It, what it, it's the Patriots like? They just came out swinging, and and again dollar dollar bill y'all, which it's all fine and good. Cam Newton's quarterback. That's why I have them as losers. Cam Newton's quarterback. Cam Newton, as much as I respect the dude, as much as I think he was a great player at one point, he's not that guy. You don't have that upside that you could possibly still have with Drew Locke. I'm not saying Drew Locke's going to happen, but it's still a possibility as far as Cam Newton's on the downhill. Say this. Say the Patriots somehow move up to get Justin Fields. I'm still not on the Patriots this year. I'm not. Like You can't can't expect to plug a guy like Justin Fields in there and and win right away. Cam Newton... He can he can post as many workout videos as he wants. His arm is a noodle. Yeah. Right? And that's just the way it is. And in, in, in Cam, he's still gonna be able to pick up I've never ever seen a quarterback, maybe even a running back or anything, pick up one yard like Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. You just I, I just don't see it. I, I but again, it, 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 at this point, at this point, Cam Newton is really I don't give a damn if who you have on the outside in in, in Overall, their weapons are – what would you grade their weapons right now? I know – I understand I mean, they got – I understand they, they, I love, they snagged the two tight ends. I love Janu. I think Hunter Henry is a fine guy. I mean, Aguilar and uh, – they got someone else. The guy from the Niners they got. I can't think of his name. It'll pop in my head eventually here, I'm sure. But they've got some okay weapons, and they still got Julian Edelman. But you look at that division even, do they have better weapons than the Bills? They have better weapons than the Jets. Yes, yes. I think yeah. they're. I mean, depending right, on as right as of right now, yes, they do. I, I understand I mean, the the AJ. I understand the the, the signing. Again, is Sam? All right, let's go down this road. <laughs> Sam Darnold. 
you take are we, so are we saying quarterbacks or just like tight ends, wide receivers, I'm, quarterbacks? No, I'm just asking the question. Okay. All right, let me let me ask this question. Damn it. <laughs> All right, so we have Sam Darnold and we have Cam Newton. Okay. With the current rosters, are do you like Sam Darnold or Cam Newton heading into this year? Before of course we're pre-draft. I understand mm-hmm. that. But but Sam Darnold or Cam Newton, because this is a realistic question. This is a legitimate. I feel like an, you can make an argument. Um, but again, Adam Gase, that that ghost is he's out of town now. He at is. This point. But Sam Darnold hasn't. I mean, I don't think Darnold's done anything. I mean, we've tried to find reasons why he can still be good, but I mean, they're pushed for me honestly at this point. That's not. That's. that's I mean, that's, that's I, like, I'm pretty sure I, that's not. I asked for one or the other. I, I was I know. push. I'm like, I mean, um, we, you can't just sit on the fence. That we're like a. We're, we're like we, we gotta. We gotta. We're, we're doing some content. No, you gotta. I mean, gotta if I had to go with one, I mean, it's for the same reason I we went with the other guys is because Cam can't throw. I mean, Darnold can, but can Darnold read a defense? That's. I mean. I like Denzel Mims on the outside. I like addition of Corey Davis. I like if they keep Jamison Crowder. Those are solid weapons there. They running back that's a toss up there for them. But I don't know, man. I mean, I like Corey Davis too, but I the weapons Mims nice player, but like again, there's still lots of there's still lots of kind of yep. question marks out there at this point. Um, so yeah, Patriots have better weapons. So so that's so you're going with. Darnold. I got I got to go with the Patriots. I would go with Darnold. It's not, all right, so overall, going, not overall, it's got to be the Jets or the Patriots. Now I'm all confused. I'm back forth. Right, right, you I'm know sorry. what I'm trying to say, but you don't know what I'm trying to say because I said it wrong. But we're gonna get there. I mean, who do you take? I mean, you go Darnold. I mean, do you feel comfortable though with that? No, hell no. Okay. no wait, is there? Do you feel comfortable with either of them? I feel dirty. No. Like I need a shower picking either of them. I mean, right now, is two of the second best quarterback in that division? Apparently, we're talking AFCs now, but <laughs> no. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I'm not ready to go there either. I, I let's go back to what were we talking the Patriots? Yeah, I mean, we're talking All about right. the Patriots as one I mean, of the it's losers. Hard. It's, it's really a shit show. I mean, and then Josh Allen, and and I could see Josh Allen taking a step back next year. I mean. He was really fantastic, but I could certainly see that as well. Um, so, Josh Allen, I mean, Josh Allen can't take a step backwards now because he's got a quarterback on his heels. One of your favorite quarterbacks, Mitchie Trubisky, baby. Trubisky, Mr. Biscuit goes to Buffalo. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be a children's book one day. You know it. Yeah, it's it's really unfortunate for for Josh Allen to lose his job like that. Like, Liam, <laughs> completely blindsided by Mitchie coming into town. Would you rather have Mitchie, Sam Darnold, or oh, Cam Newton? Uh, Sam Darnold still. I'm still going with Sam Darnold. And I'm I'm and listen, Mitch Trubisky, I'm not what are we doing here? Yeah, let's, let's get back to Let's get game. back to free agency. All right. All right. So I got the Pat, Pats as one of my losers. I mean, I really like what they've done as far as getting weapons, but you're not answering your biggest question. And that is, hey, you let Tom Brady go because he didn't have any weapons there. And we're going to get to that because in a new segment, Ice Cold Draft, which is coming up a little later, we're going to talk about the 2018 Patriots draft where they could have made some moves in that draft, and they blew it. They went bulk 
they, I mean, they got a lot of picks in that draft. I think three or four guys are still maybe on the team from three years ago. Do we'll talk Patriots, about that. Does Belichick and the Patriots deserve to be questioned and mm-hmm. and, and, and almost, almost, you know, deemed to be a bad drafting team? I mean, at what point do we – at what point do we we put aside, you know, Bill Belichick's accolades from from basically getting you know Tom Brady and, 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 and not just Tom Brady. I mean, mm-hmm. I, Bill Belichick's still the best coach in my opinion. Absolutely. But but as far as drafting, I feel like there's there's reasons to question what they've done up there in Foxborough. There absolutely is, and that's why we're going to touch on it tonight because they have not drafted well, and that's a big reason why you lost Tom Brady because you weren't putting weapons around him. And you look and at what no that guy fun. went through. Yeah. Nobody wants to play with your no fun ass, Billy. We're gonna run the football today. And then oh here's here's Brady chucking just getting wasted and chucking, you know, Lombardis from boat to boat. Like Avocado like, tequila, baby. I would I would want to be with the Arians team, wouldn't you? I mean, what yeah. the hell are we doing? Yeah. I mean it's like, a lot more fun. Minutes. Yeah, hell yeah. You go from one dude rocking hoodies to other dude rocking Kangle hats and smoking cigars, chilling like, yeah, we're going to run the football. We're going to do this. We're going to have fun. Kangle and, hats, by the way. What, he brought those back. Yeah. Because those were cool like when I was younger. But that's, but good good for Brucey to bring those back. Bless that, that's also some – not a lot of white dudes pull that off. No, no. And he, he does it He does it like with, with no problem. It's yeah. seamless. I mean, he's an old dude pulling that off no problem. So that's true. props to Bruce for that. But another one more winner before we move on from that, one of my big winners. And, yeah, I might get called a homer for this. The Cleveland Browns, absolute winners thus far in free agency because they have answered their biggest question, and that was their defense. Defense was trash last year. We knew it. They got lucky to be where they were based on what that defense was because the offense carried that team for the most part. But you get John Johnson, a top safety in this league, three years, $33.75 million with only a 5.25 cap number in 21. Excellent deal by Andrew Barry. That moves up to $11 million in 22 when the salary cap will probably go back up. Then you get Troy Hill, who some people say top 15 corner in this league, but he's a slot corner, and we still haven't figured out how to pay slot corners yet. So Nobody knows. Yeah, we paid Justin Coleman $1 billion. Yeah. Be terrible. <laughs> and – there's dude, there's people saying Justin Coleman's a great signing right now, and that's a one year two point seven five million dollar deal, that's, which he may be. That is a good signing. A one because one, he one may year bounce for two point seven five is 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 okay. A nine yep. million dollar for one year is is what we were paying him, and that's not. I mean, but he was here when he got there, and then he was here two years later after getting coached by the Wonder Kid there. But then you had Malik Jackson, Tack McKinley, and Anthony Walker. Now, those three guys, they're depth pieces. Tech McKinley is a guy who we know has immense talent, but has never put it together on the field, and he's not stayed healthy. But now this kid is coming off basically being tossed around last year, four different teams, failing physicals, not being able to get on teams when picked up in waivers. Brown's tried to get him multiple times. He shows up to his Zoom press conference dressed in a suit, saying, I had to grow up. I had to learn it's a business. Maybe... That's funny, though. Cool. I mean, it's funny showing up in a right, suit, but yeah, maybe I, it's finally kicking in that this isn't just, oh, I'm the best athlete on the field, because it doesn't matter how good of an athlete you are. You have to learn techniques. You have to change things once you're in the NFL. So this could be a good deal, but it's a one-year, $4 million, hey, high ri- or low-risk, high-reward deal 
I love what Andrew Barry has done for the Cleveland Browns. And that's not only as a fan of the team, but just looking from the outside. Excellent work thus far. And this team basically going in the draft, they don't really have any glaring holes that they need to fill. Which is nice because yeah. you can start you can start in the best player available situation. And that and that's where you want to be. For me, the John Johnson signing's huge. Um, especially because their secondary is the softest ass secondary this league seen in a long time. And, and, and I'm not saying that, that greedy and Grant Delpit, these guys can't be good players, but why the hell should I put my chips on there in the table there when they haven't been able to stay on the field? Um, add in Denzel John, Ward. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Ronnie Harrison. And John Johnson's Hunt. a guy that yeah. I wanted the lions to, to, to sign and, mm-hmm. and, which probably doesn't make sense for the Lions right now anyway, but he's that good of a player. I think it's a wonderful signing. You also brought Rashard Higgins back, which to me is is kind of underrated. It really is kind of underrated to me because he's clearly been, you know, that that security blanket for Baker kind of throughout his career since he's been there. Um, And then Tack McKinley, like you, you, you hit it on the head, like the talent, it's not, it's not a, a talent issue at all. I mean, we know what kind of player he can be. It's just everything else that comes along with it. I mean, for me, you can wear a suit to a press conference. I really don't give a damn about it. Yep. Um, it, you know, just show up on Sundays and be professional. But you're right. It, 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 if I was a Lions fan and he showed up in a suit, I'd be like, oh, yeah, this guy, he's, he's turning around. That's hey, just how we are. But, as long but as he's finally getting it. But I agree with that. Um, can I hit a winner real quick? In Absolutely. Free agency? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, dude. Yeah. The, I mean, can, can you argue that? I mean, they're bringing back everybody. Um, Everyone's coming back for the party. AB is going to be coming back soon. Um, and, and don't you think that they're getting AB back? Yeah. I mean, AB is not going anywhere. We said it two weeks ago. There's no other place that makes sense for him. Uh-huh. It's Tampa. Tom's his guy. Lived together. Stood by him. Everyone else is like, this bitch is crazy. He's whacked out of his skull. Get him off my team. We don't want him. Great talent. And do you think you think Arians locks him in the basement? Because we haven't heard anything like about AB like being in like. Do you think he just brings him down like food plates and like passes him through like the door? Like, because 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 I just have this feeling with Antonio Brown if if he's in Tampa, Florida, like he's bound to be getting in trouble like all the time, in my opinion. So like either and I'm not saying he's not a changed man, but damn it. That dude was batshit crazy one year ago. So I, I, I kind of need an explanation on that. But we also know that for a few years, I mean, for years in Pittsburgh, we never heard anything off the field. It was, oh, toe tap Tony's doing so good. And yeah, maybe Tomlin kept that quiet. He kind of admitted to that. But and, and I'll say this. Maybe he's getting back to that guy who can be a little crazy, but not over the top bonkers batshit insane. Exactly. And that's the thing. It's, it's, these athletes to some extent have so much, you know, credentials and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, when they go to these places, there's things that happen that people are going to push under the rug. That's not going to, and I'm not saying, I don't, I'm not saying Antonio Brown's out there being a bad dude, but, but you know how, I mean, Antonio Brown's a crazy dude. He's never going to be on the show. Okay. He's bad shit. Crazy. I would so, love to have him on the show. Antonio I, Brown, I you watching this, come on. Yeah. Like, Toe tap Tony. But the thing to me is, it's like, you know he's still a crazy ass dude. And it's just like, Arians and the boys, I guarantee there's a dude that rolls with him just to make sure he doesn't get in trouble. Carrying a taser just in case he goes crazy. Just tase him. That's all. 
It's hidden in a Kangol hat. It's a dude rocking a Kangol hat with a taser on top of his head, falling him everywhere. But you're absolutely right. Tampa Bay, excellent job in what they've done. And I mean, nobody thought they were going to bring everyone back. And they, they well, have. except for Arians, his drunk yeah. ass is like, "We're bringing you back. We're bringing you back." <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was at that parade. He was just feeling himself, dude. What are some so other deals you like anywhere. out there? You're not going anywhere. <laughs> other deals you like out there? Um. I kind of like what the Giants have done a little bit. I, I don't want to get too too overblown by it, but of course, I'm I'm really surprised Kenny Galladay got his 18. To be honest with you, with the way that we saw this this free agent market rolling out for wide receivers, uh, but also the Adoree Jackson signing for them. Um, I still think he's a very good player. I know that Tennessee kind of had to to, to kind of cut cap and cut ties to an extent. Um, and Kyle Rudolph, I like too. Yeah, better um, tight end there. Maybe can help Evan Ingram. Yeah, and they went. They got. They signed John Ross. I mean, they've been very active. Um, and and I think what they've done, to be honest with you, I think that they've put the chips in the table and they're saying, "Hey, here's here's a deal, Dana Jones. We're giving you what you need." Yep. Right, and they really have. Right, if you look around the roster, you know, with adding Kenny Galladay, having Darius Slayton. Um, you know, you bring. I am back, worried about Darius Slayton losing touches in that offense. Yeah, now. you bring back. You're right. You bring back Saquon Barkley. Now you add Kyle Rudolph with Evan Ingram. It's like there's no excuses anymore as far as is Daniel Jones. So we're really going to find out if that's if that's who he is. But I feel like if you're if if you're a team and you're and that you you want to put all the pieces forward and figure out if this is the guy or not. And I, I think the Giants done a good job of that. Mm-hmm. I think they're a team that's set up to, hey, we're going to get the best player available in the draft, and we're going to keep building around Danny Dimes, and we'll see what he does. That is an excellent move. I mean, when I'm looking, if you are interested, look at uh, fcfspod.substack.com. I've got my article called Top 25 NFL Free Agents there. I actually had Galladay projected five years, $90 million. He got four years, 72 so I was right on the money there. But one player who I really liked his deal, and I had him at three years, $60 million. He went bonkers. The deal that Trent Williams got, unbelievable. Highest deal of the offseason thus far. But the Niners had to do that. You've got to keep a player like that, that left tackle. I thought so, Andy would get him. but And so to, to, to piggyback off that, just because we always like to draw things back to, mm-hmm. to our teams, um, a year ago, so, you know, around this time, we were talking about Trent Williams being signed by the Browns, potentially. Mm-hmm. Right. And this was yep. this was real, you know, this is real talk. And and he had basically taken the year off. Right. Um, and, and it was like, hey, you, you, we know that Trent Williams has been super dominant, but where, where is Trent Williams now? Mm-hmm. Um, and. What he did last year. It showed that he was one of the best, if not the best left tackles in the league. Yeah, he's a stud. And it's it just. To me, the money in the years kind of threw me off a little bit because he's not a young pup. No. Right? And and I get that you want to hold on to players like that. But my question to you is, are you still happy that that you guys didn't pursue him in free agency when you sit back and you look at the cap number that was just paid? Yeah, you look at the way that deal went down. The Browns would have had to give up at least a third-round pick. I think that's what it ended up being from the Niners. Which is and, I mean – no, a third-round pick would have been nothing. But you look at this year, that money they would have had to pay out, where you have Jedrick Wills on a four-year deal, or four-year deal with a fifth-year option, he's not going to make anywhere near that money. And Jed Wills, in spite of not having an offseason, 
and growing throughout the year. He did a pretty damn good job. Is he Trent Williams? No. Will he ever be Trent Williams? Probably not. But he's a damn good football player who did a damn good job in a shortened, weird season. You don't have to be Trent Williams. I mean, no. And I wouldn't make that deal. So I'm good still with not having Trent Williams. But Trent Williams, unbelievable player. Real quick, real quick, just to get off topic again, because that's what I do. Um, you brought up um, the Washington football team. Or you didn't. But that's where Trent Williams was. Yeah. Uh, you see Dan Snyder is now uh, – he owns it all. He's the uh, – He's, he's the guy, all right? He's 100% He is the dude. So the guy that's been the, the shit show of the organization has now all the cards. I'm, uh, but by the way, that team is going to be fun. They are going to be fun. And they will. that's actually a great segue to bring us into one of our losers. Of Finally, that segue. The Cincinnati Bengals, huge losers in free agency. And a big reason why is because they let their guy, Jackson, go to Washington for $13 million. A corner you have. You have this guy who's an excellent corner. Great player. He goes to Washington for $13 million. So you, what do you do? You sign Shadobi Awuzie, who's been okay, and Mike Hilton, who's basically a blitzing slot corner. Combine those two for $13 million. Both those guys are better playing inside than outside. Then... You watch Carl Lawson go to the Jets for four years, $52 million. So you're like, oh, we got to get a pass rusher. So you give Hendrickson, Troy Hendrickson, $15 million. Don't get me wrong. Troy Hendrickson, great it's an over, sack it's numbers. An over it's an overpay. Great sack numbers. Way better sack numbers than Carl Lawson. However, Carl Lawson has more pressures, causes more damage to the quarterback. He may not finish as much. But then you look at that, and you get these three guys for $28 million and get rid of your two guys who could have been $28 million. What are you doing when you lose two really good players, bring in three okay players for the same price? And Washington getting Jackson to go in corner with that defensive line, he is going to feast in that division. I mean, the Bengals, what the? You did finally sign a tackle. Okay, fine. You signed Riley Reef And Gino. Yeah, I mean, you let Gino go. Because you've got Larry Ogunjobi. But you probably should have let Gino go last year. I mean, exactly. you're waiting too long. Exactly. I mean, the Bengals, you have Joe Burrow. You've got a shot to do something. You have a chance to be at least the third best team in this division. And we're going to talk AFC North next week. I know we've pushed it off a couple times, but we're finally getting back to it. But the Bengals, I mean, you have to worry about what eventually they do with Joe Burrow. I mean, what kind of team are they honestly building around him? You feel good about those moves, letting two higher quality players go and replacing them with three average guys? I don't, but the one thing that I do respect that I think they're trying to do is somewhat build up the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, the Riley Reeves signing is is a solid signing to me, um, but you're right. Playing Troy Hendrickson 15 per over four mm-hmm. is a lot. Right. And and Carl Lawson, I believe, is an underrated player, right? And you and Absolutely. I have talked about that. Um and you're right. They the problem that I see what they're doing is in and, and, and rightfully so, they know that and they've been hounded and, and they've heard about it a million times, you have to protect Joe Burrow. And I think they're also going to go with a tackle in the draft. Um I hope so. And they, they better, right? They better. There's you don't need to Joe Burrow doesn't need any more weapons. Yeah. He's got what he needs. You need to protect him. But you're right. 
the problem that I see is is they they sure up the offensive line in the in the offense is is good. It's just are you going to be able to to put any pressure on the quarterback when you lose really the guys that are getting there? And and you're just trying to band-aid it at this point. You're trying to the problem is they didn't have to band-aid it. They could have they could have addressed the offensive line and not tried to band-aid it, but what they've done is they let guys like you said walk for and bring them back and bring other guys back and for for a similar number that aren't the yep. same player. I mean Sam Hubbard came on the end of last year or really towards the middle of last year. His pressure percentage was great. And when you really look into the deep numbers, that was good. And he's basically turned into a Carl Lawson type player, but a lesser version. So are you hoping that Sam Hubbard is then getting enough percentage to push the quarterback away and into Troy Hen- or to Trey Hendrickson, who can actually get the sack numbers? We'll see if that works. But if you're going to pay that money, just pay it to your guy who is better than the guy you're bringing in. I mean, it's that simple. And right now in my mock draft, which I'll have fully done by Monday at fcfspod.substack.com, I got the Bengals taking Kyle Pitts at number five. I don't, I don't like that. I, I don't see. Here's again, like, I think, I think they're they're doing what people are telling them to do, right? You need yeah. to protect Burrow, but like, they, it's hard because what defensive player do you take in that position? That's that's the issue. So like, even with the seven with the Lions, is that too early to take Micah Parsons? And it might be, right? And, and you're in that you're in that territory where. It's like, yeah, Kyle Pitts is great and whatnot, but like, again, I would like to 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 plug another player right there in the O line. I mean, they put first round pick in twenty nineteen on Jonah Williams. He didn't play; he played last year. Was okay. I mean, and then you get Riley Reef a right tackle, and Riley Reef is a solid he's player. Fine. I don't know if he's going to be great anymore. I know, I know I mean, a lot about Riley Reef. He's 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 serving. <laughs> Excuse me, there. But uh, you look at. If Soul is sitting there at five, you take him. But I can't see the Dolphins passing on him at number three. I agree. And, yes, they put in a first-round pick for Austin Jackson, late first round. And Austin Jackson didn't have a very good rookie campaign. Can he move into guard? Yeah. Can he move into right tackle? Probably. But Soul, this dude is unbelievable. He's a perennial all-pro. You can't pass him up if you're Miami. So that's why I think Pitts would be a great fit on that offense because that's a guy you can't match up against. And we'll see how it goes. But as we're talking draft here, let's get into this new segment here. It is Ice Cold Draft. Ice Cold Draft, sponsored by Latani CBD Olive Oil. Check it out at latani.com. You can get it anywhere. And Ice Cold Draft is basically the bastard sister of... Uh, backdraft, which is a way more fun show to talk about. But 2018 New England Patriots draft, a lot of picks they had. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine picks. However, five of those picks were six round or later. So when you look at the guys they got, first pick, 23 overall, Isaiah Wynn, Georgia. Isaiah Wynn hasn't really done anything, struggled when he's on the field, but he's he's an okay player at this point. Dealt with injuries really is what his problem's been. But Calvin Ridley was picked three picks later. Tell me you wouldn't rather have Calvin Ridley right now looking back, obviously in hindsight. But they don't know how to draft wide receivers. No. 
131. They had a pick, another second or first round pick. Sony Michelle taken. Sony Michelle looked like he was going to be an okay player. The next pick in that draft was Lamar Jackson. Four picks later was Nick Chubb. Either one of those guys would have been a better choice at this point. Obviously, that's hindsight. But you're looking at this draft and the way it could have worked out to keep Tom Brady and been a better. I mean, you imagine if Tom Brady had Calvin Ridley and Nick Chubb. See, but see, but that's not what what Belichick and it, what he did is he said, "I have this gem, the greatest quarterback ever. I'm going to build elsewhere and neglect um, weapons offensively for him." And that's pretty much what he did. Um, it's to a point where I mean, come on, Wes Welker became like. Yeah, <laughs> like a Hall of Fame player, right? I mean, With Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Yeah, like, and it's like you know, guys like that. You know, the quarterbacks specifically make them. True. It sounds like oh, that's a comment right there. Let's see what we got here. It's a disrespectful one. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty close. Two fifty six. Yeah, Duke Dawson. This is the cornerback. one. Yeah. I mean, who did they pass up there? DJ Chark, Mark Andrews, Michael Gallup. I mean, there were guys there definitely available to help. They like Duke Dawson. I why mean, do you why do you think it is that Belichick doesn't have a sense for s- specialty weapons? Like like literally anybody outside of the hashes at receiver. He doesn't seem to have a clue how to how to evaluate. I mean, it's like he sees guys that he can do anything with. That's why some of these guys, like if you look at the Kyle Vanoys, you look at the I mean, the guys who can do almost anything. Juwan Bentley was a fifth round pick in that draft. He's been okay. Christian Sam, Braxton Barrios, Danny Edling, Keon Crossan, and Ryan Izzo was the rest of that draft. Not a very good draft, but you're right. I mean, he's not found anyone outside ever. I mean, it was their best pass catchers were traded. Randy Moss, yeah, 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 yep. exactly. Yep. I mean, and then otherwise it was tight end. And then last year, I mean, we could talk about last year's draft. They doubled up on tight end last year in the third round, and then they signed two tight ends in free agency. Yeah, their drafts have not been good. Dollars. Exactly. But looking at how cold this 2018 draft was, I mean, if Tom Brady's there and they get Calvin Ridley, Nick Chubb, Mark Andrews, it's totally different. And, yes, we can look at anybody's draft in hindsight and say, oh, you could have had this guy here. But to miss the way they did, I think this draft was a huge key in losing Tom Brady the way they did. In, in, I agree with that. And I also think that Belichick is going back to the – thinking that he can go back to the, the Piper and run this two tight end offense – and I'm just not really sure that that's going to fit into it. Like in right now in today's game, I'm not sure you're going to be able to run the seams with two tight ends, and that be kind of your focal point. Especially because your 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 starting quarterback can't throw the ball that more than ten yards on the field. I, I, I honestly, I'm not sure what what they're doing. I it, I think it's kind of a terrible off season for them, like you said. They spent money on every single person you can imagine, yep. and everybody's like, "Oh, the Patriots are going to be good again." It's like, in theory, potentially, but like, you can't just throw things at the wall and hope they stick. No, and yeah, are they going to be better? 
Absolutely. They're getting a lot of players back on defense. Yes, Patrick Chung retired, which was under the radar somehow. They lost him. But they're getting some players back on defense. Going to make a big difference that way. But you're still unsure if they're going to keep Stephon Gilmore, who's huge on defense. I mean, guy's a stud, period. Offense, yeah, basically but, but, looking. But, but I'm not I'm not overpaying for Stephon Gilmore right now. No. Based off his age, and I'm just mm-hmm. not gonna I'm not gonna throw a ton of capital at Stephon Gilmore, and I feel like that's why he hasn't been traded yet. Yeah, but if you're a team who's close and you can get him for I a heard. third or fourth round pick, you make yeah. that move. Well, oh, but they're they're not from from what we've seen, they're not budging off anything less than a second. Yeah, at this point, I mean, but yeah, I mean, for for a fourth, Are you kidding me? Yeah, hell yeah, I take Stephon Gilmore. So I mean, it's a. The Patriots, they've been kind of a mess as far as that. But you look at this draft, they have a chance to really change things. And you mentioned it earlier that they could move on and they could get Justin Fields. Justin Fields, excellent fit there. I mean, why not go for Justin Fields? But a guy who they may be that team where you look at it, and for me, Justin Fields as a number two quarterback is closer to Trevor Lawrence is a number one, and then all the other quarterbacks are closer to Justin Fields. I'm not as high on Zach Wilson. Mac Jones is down the list. Trey Lance is a big mystery box. But it's got to be Justin Fields if they really want to try to do something next year. Where? Do, what do you think they do round one? Well, so for me <clears> – excuse me. Um, for me – it's interesting what you brought up because I do think Zach Wilson gets drafted over Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the way I feel about it. Um, and I think there's a chance that Trey Lance gets drafted over Justin Fields. We'll see what happens. Um, Trey Lance is, a, again, more of a more of a project, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly believe that seven potentially could be Justin Fields be available. That would be the lowest spot. I do think that four quarterbacks get taken within the top eight, I would say. Um, five in the top 15 even. Yeah. I'm with you. And, and, and I would think that if if Justin Fields were there at seven, um, although the Lions probably should take him. But um, if they don't, I mean, they're going to want to trade back. It's just it's, that's what's going to happen. Um, so I think that that's really a, a, a opportunity and a landing spot that I could mm-hmm. actually see happen um it just depends on how the quarterbacks fall so like the lions are in a really interesting spot if the quarterbacks don't fall as quickly as is we hope then seven really becomes a a big trade-up spot for a team that likes a justin fields um or the uh, trey lance or whoever it is i think that 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 becomes a destination but but i do think that, that the patriots have to look into trading up because again Cam Newton's terrible. Yeah. I mean, this isn't a trading up like the Vikings did for Christian Ponder kind of thing. But I, even though I think, in my opinion, Justin Fields is the number two quarterback, I see him as possibly being the fourth one picked. And that's because people are enamored with what Trey Lance can be, what they saw to Zach Wilson at times last year. Justin Fields kind of just is who he is. And I think that's what makes him great is you just Every, know what he is. The problem is, though, and comfortable. Jeremy. The problem is everybody says it's an Ohio State quarterback. Yeah. And that I honestly that. feel like like as far as what people view as his value, that hurts him. Mm-hmm. And that's possible. But, I mean, 
this is a different Ohio State. You're looking at what Ryan Day is doing at Ohio State. You got to kind of look at it that way. And I know that Haskins technically was part of a Ryan Day coaching staff, but it's not the same. And then you can look at that. You can hate on a guy for where he comes from. That's fine. But give me Justin Fields as a gamer, as a leader, accuracy, as a guy who can take on anything. Inability to move out of the pocket, which is, I feel there's, like is, is, a, is something that the, the game's really trying towards. There's nothing I don't think Justin Fields can do, but he's still the number two quarterback for me, and I expect him to be third or fourth off the board. Yeah, I, I feel like the Zach Wilson hype's gotten to the point yeah. where he's going to be the second one off the board. It, whether it's the Jets is the intriguing one. Um, if not, he's I, – I, yeah, I, I, I agree. I feel he's second off the board. Yep. And in two weeks, we're going to probably talk more about Trey Lance, our buddy uh, buddy Daniel Kelly, who joined us before, former NFL scout who Drew loves because guy doesn't like punters. And dude, still has dude, to have, he wants to abolish the punt. <laughs> still has to have a conversation with that. That show may only be Daniel Kelly because, brother, he can talk. And we will have him live via phone because he last time we had him try to connect, it just wasn't working. I mean, I don't know if dial-up was the problem or whatever, or dude was in Key West and just chilling. They're like, hey, we don't need internet. I mean, Key, West all good. internet. Key West has internet. But yeah. next week, we'll finally talk AFC North. We'll get back on track here. We're going to be straight up until the draft, as far as I know. And our first night of the draft, you know, the Thursday night, live from Cleveland, we will have our second annual full coverage football show draft show, which I'm going to try to stay a little more sober than I did last year. And I won't be yelling the same player's name for the hey, 20th pick on. We looked but, right to sell about Tua when everybody said that we were crazy. Yep. I mean, hey, we also missed Justin Herbert. We're going to hey, do remember, that. Remember, who's my guy that I just kept just saying it was going to be him? Trayvon um, Diggs was yeah, our guy. Yeah, from like guy pick Dallas 20 took, on. The guy Dallas <laughs> took. Yeah, there was just my guy on every pick. But. I think you're just both hammered towards the end of the show. We're just like. I like Trayvon Diggs. I mean, why not? I mean, he's a good player. But, yeah, we will talk more about that. And, hey, for anyone interested in buying one of our shirts, check out our new merchandise, bonfire.com backslash store backslash FCFS-Ts. Check it out this week if you liked anything we had on there before because after next week, everything's gone. We're going to start fresh, brand new tees. So if you like any of last year's models, Get it now because new tees come out following next week, including our Dan Campbell Safari tee, which I still have not sent to Drew. And my sh- my phone says it sends and then it doesn't send. And I yeah, I'm trapped. I, I, I know. Dan Campbell tees. It says every time sent, and then all of a sudden I look at like 3 a.m. It's like Drew did not get the message. I'm like, yeah, hey, whatever. Yeah. I'll send I'm it to or something. Yeah, still working on that. Got ideas for that. But all our brand new stuff comes out then. Drew, you got anything else you want to talk about tonight? Deshaun Watson? Yeah. Let's do it. Deshaun Watson. We are up to 16 different cases against him. 24 cases. I mean, it it keeps climbing. 24 cases of basically sexual misconduct. I mean... Basically, this guy we thought was a peachy clean allegations. Good dude, it's all allegations. And yes, right now they're all lawsuits. And why are they all lawsuits? Money. Because well, money is part of it, but also because in order to bring up a criminal case, you need more proof. They need to be able to build a case because they're not going to take you to court when they don't have enough evidence to win. It's all about winning 
in everything in life. It always bounces back to that. But as far as this, if these allegations are true, Deshaun Watson's uh, POS, I mean, that's what it comes down to. I mean, he had the the story from the one masseuse who's like, hey, I asked him what he wanted to do. He said, massage my glutes, and then pointed at his b-hole. I mean, things are sketchy. But, uh, I mean, it's been sketchy. What say you, sir? I mean, here's the deal. Um, at first, it was, it was, you know, okay. Um, it the timing, the the fact that the lawyer for um, the defensive lawyer against yeah. uh, against John Watson is Buzz is a Beer friend is. is a friend of uh, of the owner of the team. Um, so that that right there, it, originally that was kind of where I was looking, and mm-hmm. I said, you know, that's kind of suspicious. Yep. Um, the timing is kind of suspicious, and I, and I again, I'm just. I'm not saying that one thing or the other. Um, the timing seems suspicious with the with the demanding of the trade and, and what's going on with the team. Um, however, 24 people seems like a lot. Of it does. Um, and, and I know these things grow. You know, I know that one person comes out and then the next person comes out. And um, from what I know, everything is civil at this point, of civil lawsuits, um, which tells me, you know, they're, trying to be settled outside of criminal court here's the deal from what i've heard there's this is not hindering any team from trying to trade for shot watts that's what i've heard it, those are that's pretty much all i'm going to go in with it because we mean, don't know talking so on that though and i hate to interrupt but that goes back i mean you think about 24 24- different civil suits. You think about how many times we have said on this show, and I mean, you said 24 civil lawsuits and you say that teams are not hindered in their regard to try to trade for the guy. That just brings it back to that. The NFL, for the most part, I don't care what you got against you. If you can play football, can he play? (laughs) You're going to get a team. Now, are all these allegations true? We don't know. Do they want money? Maybe. Did he do these? Maybe. We don't know. But for the time being, no team should be interested. It is. And no team should be interested in trading for him. And I know that, yeah, once one person comes out, it helps other people get more confident to come out against it. And as someone who's got daughters, I mean, we both got daughters. We hope that, you know, they're never in this situation. We hope, hope that. Bullshit. I mean, yeah. I mean, I hope it is too. Like bullshit, though, because didn't Deshaun Watson come out and say that? one of the chicks is from Instagram. But like, that's not great. No, it's not a good situation. And it's hard to talk about because. And, and we thought, Sean, I mean, I thought Sean Watson was one of the good guys, right? Yeah. Like, like you know, we see videos of him giving checks to fucking people that serve food at the, the facility. Yep. Like, we've seen it. Like, so you, you like to think in, in 24 is a lot. That's, that's, uh, that's, that's two dozen if you all are not familiar <laughs> <laughs> that is a lot. I mean, it's right now. If you are a GM of a team, let's say you're, let's say you're the Jets, mm-hmm. and Houston calls you and says, "Listen, our we dropped our price tag on him because of all this stuff going on. We understand. Are you making that deal right now? What's your price tag? I mean, uh." To be honest with you, yes, yes, I am. 
even if the price tags dropped, I don't know how. Oh yeah, I'm taking as a franchise. I mean, I get it for on the football field, but as this a is franchise, not me, right? This is not me, like personally saying. Yeah. Like, I just I'm talking as an NFL as an NFL GM. Yes, I'm bringing Deshaun Watson as a franchise. I mean, you got to have a strong PR department right now to bring him in. Not like I mean, the cinnamon toast crunch, folks. <laughs> definitely not. Yeah, you got to be better than that. They were mixed. It was sugar that bunched up. Bro, those are shrimp tails. Come on. Yeah, shrimp tails, dude. Shrimp yeah. tails. I've eaten enough shrimp in my yeah. lifetime. Oh, those were shrimp tails. To know what shrimp tails look like. I love shrimp tails. I, I do. Mean, t- I, I can I love, identify shrimp I look, tails. I love looking at an entire plate of shrimp tails. <laughs> and my belly being full. I mean... But yeah, you're right. but yeah, you're, but you're right. Yeah, the PR department. But the thing is, though, I um, we talk all the time on how important it is to have your franchise quarterback, and we know Deshaun Watson is that. So I'm making the deal. I don't give a damn. Well, I mean, I do give a damn. See, here's the thing: is is I say I don't give a damn. If the, if this is a real thing, then like yes, I mean all those people like we have you know we feel terrible for right yeah. like that's a thing. But at the same time, when I'm talking about the NFL and I'm looking at it as a GM, I'm going to 100% make a deal for Deshaun Watson if I can, especially if the if the price is lower. Yeah, um, I'm still if I'm a team, I'm giving three first round picks still. Sign me up. I'm yeah. going to get Deshaun Watson. And I understand that, and I understand the team will do it because. It's the most important position in sports. And right now there's a civil lawsuit. You're not worried about the guy going to jail. So I understand that part, why they would do it. But if you're Roger Goodell right now, Roger Goodell has to stop in, step in, not stop in. Maybe he stops in and talks to Deshaun. But he needs to step in and say, listen, you cannot trade this guy right now. Until we know what's going on, you cannot move this player until we get 100% clarity. Because it's not good for the league to, because as a league coming up, you got the draft here. It's he's going to be doing a lot of PR. Maybe it's a PR move. Maybe it's the right thing to do to shut down any trade talk right now and say until everything's clear and we get a better idea. Because the NFL is now investigating this. Until we get a clearer picture of really what's going on, whether all these are true, whether half of them are true, whether one, no matter what, he is looking at suspension. If any of this turns out to be true, you're. You have to shut down trade talks as the NFL is saying you can't trade this guy. But would a team trade for him? Absolutely. And I understand why they would. I don't but see as the NFL, either. I don't either. But it, I, I feel like it's the right thing to do in this situation. To, because the league worries about their image to a certain extent, but they seem to do it. Is this after the same the fact. league that suspended Ray Rice like two games before? Like, the, do you remember that? Yeah, we just got suspended two games until he but, knocked a chick out cold yeah. in dry drive an elevator. But everything was cool until they saw the video. Right. So until we get video of this, probably nothing's happening. Yeah, it's it, it's 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 kind of the cold blooded that the NFL is, and you have to, as a fan, you know it. I mean, it, that's just the way they're gonna they're gonna continue to, to, to conduct themselves. I mean, we we look at guys like Tyree Kill. We look at guys. I mean. You know, and I'm not saying like Tyreek Hill. There's been like if you're good enough, you're going to be on a team, and yeah. the in the franchise that you are a part of is going to do every single thing they can to make sure you're a part of that. Yep, it's a sad truth. I mean, but Roger Goodell, step up, man. Just say right now, this guy can't be traded until everything's clear, because 
it's not right for the victims if there are victims i mean i can't say either way because everything's made we don't know what is and what's not but step up take care of it so you always do it yes sign Colin Kaepernick it'll it'll heal the world if they yeah. do that We've talked about hey, 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 it. It'll, it'll, it'll undo that that boat that's all jacked up sideways in the canal. You sign <laughs> Kaepernick, the, the gods will move that shit to be to be able to be cleared out. Yeah, so now everyone has to go around the the Horn of Africa again, like it's the 1700s. But yeah, I mean it's bonkers. The world's a crazy place. But you know, I don't even remember if we talked about this at the top of the show. I know I meant to, but we talked about it before the show started. We had breaking news at the beginning of the show. I don't know if I said it or not, but Jim Nance re-upped with CBS. He's been with CBS since 1985, and that means not only do we get Nance and Romo for multiple years, but Drew, in two weeks, and yeah. for the near future, a tradition like any other. A tradition like any other. Jim Nance will be calling the Masters. He's 62 years old, wants to do it until he's 75. I mean... Have you ever seen Jim Nance's pad, by the way? you ever seen his yeah. house? Yeah, he's got a replica of uh, seven at Pebble in his backyard. Um, Jim Nance is a legend. His voice, I mean, we've grown up on it, right? Yeah. And uh, the fact that you said he's only sixty-two is kind of surprising to me, to be honest with you. Um, but this is great. I mean, come on, that voice, um, you know, in the Augusta Pines, come uh, come the weekend. There's nothing better than it. Good for him. Probably getting paid a ton because we he wanted Romo money. CBS going to have an expensive booth. And now with this new deal, as we're talking to CBS, you see with the new TV deal that there's going to be no more CBS, AFC, Fox, NFC. It is all across whatever game they want, whatever game they get. So I also saw that ESPN um, is getting like, I don't know. any Anything that ESPN gets is terrible. Um, but I believe the – so the cool thing that I heard is that they're going to be able to flex out Monday and Sunday nights. Like that's going to be a thing where they flex yep. out to, to the better games, which is fine. But if, if anything's on ESPN, it's just a disaster. ESPN needs to go – just go to straight to hell. I can't stand ESPN. I'm sorry. It's it's become the most embarrassing network that we can watch on television, and, and we're sports fans. Mm-hmm. Like we grew up on Sports Center. Like, what the hell are we doing here? What what is what has happened? I can't remember the last time I watched Sports Center. And it was it was the staple of like my, my life for like I would watch six years. episodes in a row. If I was home from school sick, it was the I'd same like episode six. too. It was the same. Yep. It was the same episode, and you were going to watch it again. Give me Stu Scott, Rich Eisen together. It used to be great, and I get it. But, I mean, even this year, you're talking ESPN, and I I mean, in years past, I've been watching NFL Network's coverage of the draft. But this year, for sure, it's NFL Network's coverage, if I can get Mike it. Mike Greenberg. Mike Greeny, Greenberg is part of the draft coverage. Greeny is a dude who does his homework. He's a hard worker, but it's just Oh, he's much- the same guy that, that, that just – screwed Golik out and pushed yeah. Golik out, which was, which by the way, was probably outside of Scott Van Pelt, the best personality ESPN held. And Trey Wingo gone from the NFL coverage. That's a mistake too. I mean, I hated that move and now he's on pro football network. So uh pro football network, PFN.com. Check that out because Trey Wingo does great work there with a podcast. I don't even know if you're getting paid or what they're doing there, but yeah. Anyway, but uh, to hell with ESPN. <laughs> ESPN just fell apart. I mean, 
they gone woke, dude. <coughs> they got woke. Too much of the, hey, we got to hit you with hot takes. And that's one thing, you know, I'm proud of this show that we don't do. We don't try to hit with stupid hot takes just to get people to watch. I mean, we barely promote the show as is. And, I mean, don't. The hot take shit. I'm so fed up with the hot takes. Just enough. Don't say stuff just to get people to watch. Beach. Wait. Well, Max Kellerman? He doesn't say things to get people to watch? (laughs) I mean, listen. That's what it's become the past 10 years. Well, it's sad because guys that skip A's get paid like 10 mil a year. Yeah. Or or something along those lines. And they're and it, every if you I don't know, and we're getting all kinds of we can get in the show, but if you were undisputed, if you ever watch it, it's like LeBron missed a layup. What does this mean in free agency? Is he like, washed like, up? Right? Like, like, like yo, did you the, the he, LeBron missed a game winning shot? Oh, is LeBron the worst game winning shot player of all time? Yeah, it's like it, it's it's embarrassing. It's hard to watch, and this is why golf and an NFL Network or Golf Channel and NFL Network are great great places because typically NFL Network, yeah, you'll get some ridiculous bullshit, but the, the people on NFL Network are, are usually pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and, and I even like Orlovsky and Spears or whatever on, on ESPN, but. But if if I'm if I'm watching a show about about the NFL, I'm gonna I'm gonna tune in the NFL Network. Dan Orlovsky, the thing about him, his hot takes, I don't know if they're really hot takes because everything he says, he totally believes what he says. Like this dude is 100 percent bought into whatever he's spewing. He'd say the most ridiculous BS. Yeah, but he buys into it. Carson Wentz is the greatest quarterback in the yeah. league. <laughs> yeah, I hate this chair. I gotta uh, fix my whole setup. Chair. All right. Not well, we, we've gone we've gone all out of bounds enough, I guess. We have. Drew, what do you got coming up as uh, far as pods this week? I know you're busy with the it's golf. Golf, golf all the time. Um, we'll have show on Sunday, show on Tuesday, show on Thursday next week. So what time is Sunday? Sunday will be nine p.m. It'll be a recap of the WGC as well as uh, Butacanas over the Dominican Republic. Be nice to be in Putacanas for Dominican yeah, he would. right now. It would, so hey, catch, but it's nice in Cleveland, though. It is. It is gorgeous. I mean, I had to shut the window over here where I'm sitting right now because I would hear cars go by, but I'm going to open the window back up. Air out. Let's get that cool air in and catch Drew at Detroit Dave 7 on Twitter. Catch out his golf stuff. None, nine o'clock on Sunday. Follow me at Somerville CLE on Twitter. Check out fcfs.substack.com. We'll have some more things written up there by Monday, I believe. Going to have the new mock draft come out. You can also check out my free agent board and brownies my next week. brownies next week. Yep, we will talk brownies next week. Hopefully with G Bush. We'll find out probably tomorrow. I will tweet that out. Do us a favor: retweet, share, like, subscribe to our YouTube page. Do whatever you can to help us out because we are trash at helping ourselves out as far as that. But, brother, great show as always. It was a lot of fun. And, yeah, we were all over the place. But, hey, we filled the information. We didn't throw out our hot takes, anything like that, just for BS. We will see you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Remember, as always, if you live the life you love, you'll love the life you live. Night, kids. (laughs)